say, Colin? <laughs> you know, for me, you're in the future. Like, uh, like a man on the moon or in a tin pan. Welcome to the Eat Radio Podcast. And here's your host, Colin Pope from Eat Magazine. Welcome back to the Eat Magazine podcast. This is the opening of season two. It's been a year in production. It's the very first episode of the Travel Podcast. And we're about to take a trip and we're going to a couple of islands. And so in this series of podcasts, we're going to be moving around the islands. We're going to be speaking to different people doing different things. And this travel series has been sponsored by... The Lost Art of How to Find Things, which is a book by Bill Aronson. And you can get more details at billaronson.com.au. And at the end of the podcast, we'll give you some more details on that. And so without further ado, we're going to go straight out the door of my house and we're going to walk straight into the trip. And so I please come with me and uh, let's go together. I hope number 37's not looking. <laughs> so I've, I've ordered a car and I'm just heading off now and, uh, and I'll, I'll just be giving you little snippets of the story as we, as we go as we make our way to the island. So i just get my bags and put these in here. G'day. How you doing? Good, good. <laughs> Where are we off to today? Uh, just Tullamarine, thanks. Tullamarine? No problems. Nice day today. Beautiful. Good flight to somewhere? Yeah, yeah, well, I'd love to tell you where it is, but I can't, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, it, well, well, kind of. It's a bit strange, but anyway, thanks a lot. Yeah, great. All right, cool. Let's go. This seat is okay. Yeah, no, that looks good. And I'm just taking this one. Is that okay to just carry on? Oh, Absolutely I've got one to, fine. One to check in. So. Absolutely fine. Okay, brilliant. Sounds like you're going to have a fabulous day. Yeah. Wonderful. You're all ready to go. Okay, brilliant. Thank you. And so here we are. We've just landed. And uh, on the plane, I met a couple from Montana. And they had five... Uh, architects with them from university and uh, they they were here all the way from the US to have a look at the architecture of where I am and so I'll give you a clue as as to where I am and see if you can guess as I go through the terminal I'm just going through there now and one of the things that greets me as I walk through the airport is a seal now that's one of many things that I'm hoping to see while I'm here and uh, if you haven't if you can't guess where I am, I'm going to give you five seconds or less to find out in five, four, three, two, one. I'm in Hobart. I'm in Hobart in Tasmania in Australia. It's a flight from Melbourne. It takes just over an hour and we're just going out of the airport now and we're going to have a couple of days look around and then we're going to go straight into our first interview and I'm going to introduce you to the heart of something that's happening here in Hobart, Tasmania, Australia. And so without any further to do, let's get straight into it. (laughs) 
And so uh, here we are at the Art Centre at the Festival of Voices and I'm joined here by Tony Bonney and uh, welcome to the Eat Magazine podcast, Tony. Good afternoon. Thanks. And look, we just wanted to uh, start. There could be some singing in the background, I understand, because there's uh, an event happening next door. Is that right? Indeed. There's, uh, the, the whole uh, Salamanca Arts Centre is, uh, I think we've got four venues running throughout the day and three venues at night um, mixed with singers. Uh, there's a Gregorian chant workshop next door. In the back room, there's How to Write a Murder Ballad. Um, and we've got performances downstairs. So we'll be interrupted with all sorts of uh, uh, noises, I'm sure. All right, brilliant. Thanks for that. And so I've just um, I've, I've just been in Hobart for a couple of days now, and it, I, I'm always gripped when I come here by various things every single time. And I guess that I'm getting some sort of understanding of what I consider to be Hobart culture, which is which is kind of pretty out there for some people, and for others it's described differently. How would you describe it? Look, I mean, it, it's an interesting one, and I'm. Uh, I mean, I've been in in Hobart for um, uh, four four years, um, so I'm I'm relative newcomer, and I've been told that you have to be here fifteen years before uh, people will treat you with any form of uh, being a local. I think um, a couple of weeks ago, and without um, kind of sounded like a um, ostentatious name dropper, we were I was having lunch with uh, one of the artists in the festival, Meow Meow, and and Richard Flanagan, the writer. And he said the thing that is most uh, defining about Hobart is that it's never really had a strong middle class. And so um, uh, the middle class has historically, you know, for especially in the uh, 20th century, been the thing that kind of moderated between the kind of the working class and uh, and, and that kind of sense of aristocracy in, uh, in England especially. So here, he, his point is, is that you basically have have the bottom and the top and nothing in between. And so you get this kind of wild kind of counterpoints of, uh, of, of culture and life and, uh, and architecture and um, uh, which isn't mediated as it is in many uh, other Australian cities by this kind of strong uh, middle class um, ethic. So I think that is one of, and I think he's right in some respects. I think it is, it's a, it's a strange town for that sense that it is, um, um, you get the highest of highs and the lowest of lows here. It'd be almost within the same street. So, um, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. I think that's certainly been uh, evident to me the last couple of days and, and other trips that I've come down to. And uh, I attended uh, one of your events last night, and uh, it, I must admit it was it was fantastic. So it was at City Hall, is that right? And so that what part of the program was that called again? Okay, so that's the Voice Box program, which is um, kind of a extension or a, a, I suppose a hybrid cabaret program. And um, of course, every festival has its uh, Spiegel tent or whatever, and um, and I, we've been quite conscious that it's a little bit more than that. So our voice box program is still very much centered around the voice and singing, um, ensemble singing primarily. Um, and so Lady Sings It Better, who you saw a four-piece harmony group, I think they uh, basically take a hatchet job to all the um, current and well-known uh, uh, popular tunes and then highlight some of the uh, more um, um, ironic and misogynistic um, aspects of the song. Very entertaining. Um, I think their version that I was watching last night of Every Breath You Take really highlighted, really it is a, it's kind of a, um, 
it's a stalker song, really. I mean, in, <laughs> in retrospect, so they're very, very good, very entertaining. Um, City Hall, of course, is in fact this week of the festival is um, celebrating its hundredth birthday, so it is an old civic hall, um, beautiful but kind of slightly dilapidated as well, and so it's a wonderful, wonderful venue to use for that for that purpose. And I think we've had full houses pretty much all all uh, throughout the festival there, and it's um uh, it's it's an interesting space for that. Yeah, I must admit, uh, I, was, I was very impressed by the whole layout and arrival and people, uh, the way people are greeted and, and brought into the whole theatre and, and the whole way things were laid out. Uh, I felt very at home, very, it was a very uh, comforting place to be on a winter's night. And uh, I, I guess just for our listeners that are planning to come to Hobart at some time, the Festival of Voices is the same time every year, more or less. Is that right? So it's in, uh, it's a crossover between, it could be June, July. Is that correct? Yeah, it, it, it normally runs early July. Um, and um, we historically sit around, I, I suppose, for, 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 for want of anything better. It's, it's almost like a school holiday um, thing. We're, we're always on during the school holidays. Um, so we obviously align with um, Victoria um, in that respect. The um, the time is always just after that kind of solstice, which is kind of ironic now that Dark Mofo um, has appeared in the last three or four years and they finish on the solstice. So uh, uh, this is our 11th year and we were... Uh, we, we weren't the only festival in winter um, when we started, but certainly we are the longest-running uh, winter festival and... Um, uh, now we've been joined by Dark Mofo, and, and ironically, we, you know, we were formed uh, in part to act, activate Hobart in winter, which is cold, and you know, I think it's twelve degrees. It was eight degrees yesterday, icy. Um, you know, we had a bit of snow the other day, which was interesting. We had an artist down from the Tiwi Islands, and he was just basically saying he had every piece of clothing on that he owned at one time to stay warm. Um, but now Hobart is of all the state capitals, probably the biggest cultural destination point is in the middle of winter which is so so ironic for a small town that um it is a destination it's cold and of course our bonfire is a is is kind of a great part of that um coldness i suppose that everyone gets out they all rug up and we put a massive bonfire in the middle of the city and five thousand people come out and um and participate so you kind of need the cold weather to do that Absolutely. And uh, I'm attending that event tomorrow night. So I don't want to spill all of the beans uh, because we're going to be trying to record some of that, I think. But uh, what what can we expect? And if people are thinking of coming to Hobart in uh, future seasons, uh, what, what are the kind of things without giving them everything they should expect from that night? I, I think to explain it fully, you have to... Um uh, go back to the uh, origination of the festival and uh, the fir- first artistic director, Neil Cameron, who also was, uh, I think, responsible for the Woodford Folk Festival, uh, I think, prior. Um, Madman loves burning things. You know, so for him, the bonfire um, is is not only a centrepiece, it's kind of right at the kind of pagan heart of, of festivals and celebration. And for him, it's about bringing people out, bringing the communities out to, to celebrate. And the singing is part of that. And we kind of have these... Um, few touch points that we reference and I think Brian Eno makes the, the really interesting point that group singing community singing is one of the few times we actually stop thinking about yourself and you actually start thinking about each other because if for no other reason you actually have to listen to what everyone else is doing and, and you're in the moment you're not kind of worrying about this or that or the shopping or whatever so the bonfire is is actually a really interesting point of bringing 5,000 people together from all walks of life um, to share 30 minutes 
um, and this year. So there'll always be a song. There's a community song that everyone uh, goes out through the newspapers and everyone gets to learn it and we put out two to three um, different harmony tracks that people can kind of learn which part they want to sing. It's not about being the best singer in the world. It's not about being a leader. It's actually about being part of a uh, part of a group. There'll be a few performances. There's always a processional celebration. Um, I think this year we have 800 people leading the processional um, uh, part of the project, which which then lights the bonfire. Um, and then there is a thing we have uh, Van Canto this year, who is um, one of our international acts, the German heavy metal a cappella outfit. Um, we'll be singing a song and the exchange from the uh, US, which are one of those pop a cappella R&B outfits. They will actually be leading what we call the big sing, which is where everyone joins in and sings. And so it's a very quick event. Of course, one of the nice things about Hobart in winter is it actually is at 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock. You don't have to wait till kind of 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. Um, so um, it's, a great, it's a great social event. And, um, I mean, I'm a firm believer that um, um, the, the Festival of Voices is, a, is, is very much a niche festival. Um, we don't try to be like the International Arts Festivals or Fringe Festivals. We believe that what we do is what we do. And I think the bonfire is a great example of that. It is actually the community coming together, but it's not a community event in that respect. It's, it, it, it is staged. It's highly professional. International artists line up to, to be part of it, and it is one of those rare moments where everyone comes together to, to be part of it. Brilliant. And so Tony's referring when he says this year, he was pre- referring to a previous year's program, and if you, so if you want up-to-date details, you can go to the uh, website for Festival of Voices to get the up-to-date details for the current season of the Festival of Voices, and the podcast is evergreen, and so that means that everything, apart from this one event, this one time, everything else that we do on the travel series will be evergreen and they'll all be events and places and things you can go to that are on all of the time and so you don't have to think about date ranges or months for these events but we really wanted to bring you this because we felt that this was a really important way to start to give you a time and a place and then the rest of it's evergreen so that means that if you're listening to this podcast in five years time the places and things that we're doing will still be uh, available as the festival of voices will be with different programs and different dates cheers if you're a listener in the u.s you can simply text the word eat mag which is e-a-t-t-m-a-g and if you want that in echo uh, art technology travel m for maggie a for apple G for grapple, uh, it's eat mag, and you can text that if you're in the US now to 1480-418-1411. If you're in Australia, you simply text the word eat mag to 61428-479-700. If you're in the United Kingdom, in the UK, Scotland, England, Wales, you can text Ireland as well. You can text eat mag to double four. 7903567718 and if you're in Canada you can simply text eat mag to 15878004323 and you can just replay those numbers i know it sounds like there's a lot of numbers in there but wherever you are you can just text 
eat mag from those four countries if you're in there and we'll um, send you some instructions and you can basically subscribe to our updates that way so really pleased to finally get that off the ground and uh, thank you very much for joining us and we'll see you next time Thank you.